Hey folks, welcome back to the DC3 cast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince. We are here to talk about The Adventures of Superman, John Kent, number one, written by Tom Taylor, illustrated by Clayton Henry. Um, let me just start off by saying I feel like Clayton Henry is somebody who has not gotten a lot of good assignments at DC, but holy cow, does this look great. It looks it looks good. I think. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Vince, some do you usually as usual, do you fall somewhere between us in terms of the quality of this art? I it's fine. Now you guys are being too harsh on this. This, <laughs> this this is a really pretty comic. This looks really good. I mean it looks like Clayton Henry, it, which is good. It's 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 Clayton Henry doing the Clayton Henry thing. But I feel like the Clayton Henry thing has more often than not been done on like the Walmart books and whatnot, which well, are just yeah. so insubstantial. So this this is this looks great and it has more substance to it. Therefore, uh I think it's I think it's a good fit for him. Sure. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's a good fit. Yeah. Um I don't I don't think it's bad by any means. Like I don't want to give that impression. Um but I, I also think it's just kind of like it's just it's just it's just good comic art, I think. You know what I mean? It's like gets the job done, doesn't do anything too fancy. Uh perfectly serviceable. Not bad at all. Yeah. Slight I I would say like above average. Yes. You know what's a good fit, by the way? What's that? That tracksuit that John's wearing halfway <laughs> through the, that's a that's a good fit. <laughs> You're not wrong about that either. Um, so yeah, this is this is the first issue of this uh, miniseries that is now subtitled "The Road to Injustice," uh, <laughs> which is just you know its own thing. Um, I wanted to start outside of just shouting out Clayton Henry with a question about the. I guess we're calling them the electric blue powers. So, so much of the sort of advertising for Lazarus planet had John being brimming with electricity. And we saw that for like three panels in the Lazarus planet issue. And then we, the cover of this comic has him again, flexing the electric powers. And we see it in like literally three or four panels. And that's it here too. Um, is this going to be just like the greatest misdirect of all time, or are we ever going to see him actually deal with these powers? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I, if you're not doing the costume, you're cheating. and it, it doesn't count, right? Right. He's not electric blue Superman unless he's in the damn, the damn costume, right? Now, that said, I do think this is like a first issue uh, decompression issue because if you look at the variant covers that were included alongside this, there's clearly a full electric blue suit design. We just haven't seen it yet. So I do think we're going to get it, but you're right. Just like everything else over the last, I want to say like three years, the marketing surrounding it has been bizarre. (laughs) Like, you know, going back to future state, I just don't understand like DC's 
uh, promotional material versus what actually ends up in the comics, at least as far as like lining things up time wise. Like, I feel like we saw that teaser so long ago and we're still not there yet quite. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're not wrong. Like you, you're, you, you aren't wrong, but also I, I do think we are going to get it because it's on all these variant covers for some reason unless unless they told those artists like hey yeah draw draw them in the electric blue suit and then something changed and they couldn't not use the covers i don't know it's it's all just a big it's it's also just like really weird because again like that is like that's a lazarus planet thread that feels completely divorced from what this story is and what it's trying to do um it doesn't it's really weird, I think. Um, I don't know. Do yeah, so, um, so you, what do we think of this overall? I guess we usually start with the overall thoughts. I wanted to switch things up tonight and talk about a couple of specifics. But overall, yeah. what, what, what do we think of this issue? Feels like it just feels like prologue to me. It's just it. It. It gets to a point in the issue that I feel like could have been done in like five pages. <laughs> well, it, it especially because didn't we get a Valzod yeah. uh tease back in I think it was in a action ten fifty. Yeah, yeah. I so think like, so. I feel like we could have just picked up there. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Comics are really learning the wrong lesson from from anime and manga, I think, which is that like, Brian, you probably won't relate to this, but Zach, did you watch Dragon Ball Z when it was on Adult Swim? Um, Or or not Adult Swim, uh, Toonami, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you remember like coming home from school and remembering the last episode you watch and then the new episode would come on and the like half of the episode in the Frieza is, saga is like is recapping like... that first episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or the pre the preceding episode. Yeah. I feel like a lot of DC comics are in that mode now. Like they're, they're doing that same thing where you pick the end of one episode is the first half of the next episode. <laughs> and then, you know, but that, but that said, like, I do think this comic, the the one thing that that Taylor is really good at that overcomes that that other writers kind of squander is Taylor knows to throw in a bunch of character beats. If nothing else, we're going to get some some nice little character moments right now. You're right. That doesn't make this plot any more satisfying. And it's it's still a shame in an era of decompression where this is. You know what are we going to get for the adventures? Of, have they have they said how long this is? I think it's six, six issues, twelve issues. Yeah, I think it's yeah. six. I, I mean, when you're talking about that, like this is a perfectly good technique to use in an ongoing series in a in a bygone age where uh, comic runs were just longer, right? But I feel like more and more in these written for the trade mini series maxi series whatever it's just um it doesn't get to the point fast enough you know 
And it's not that it's not that I I need like more. Uh, it's not that I need more plot or like, quote unquote, action related to the main conflict, but I wanted to get started faster. You know, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because so much of this in this issue, we already know from like, <laughs> yeah, prologue stuff and promotional stuff. You know, it's the problem. The problem is not even necessarily if we didn't know any of this coming in, this would be perfectly fine. And so maybe this is like more on DC and their like PR department and us as like people who rapidly consume all this information where like essentially the first issue of any comic book is like laid bare months before it is released. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of that is also the problem with just like specifically how DC is doing new stuff like for instance we got this tease like you said in action 1050 and then we also got this tease in a lazarus planet issue and (laughs) it just feels like and if i recall correctly didn't tom taylor not write the lazarus planet issue wasn't it some random writer that's correct yeah so like that that's a case of dc just like Maybe you save that thing that was in 1050, make that the Lazarus planet tease. And that way there's only one little thing that is, that is sort of, you know, lingering out there before the first issue drops. As I'm with you, Zach, if I didn't, if I didn't already read two teases for this, I think there's some actually very good stuff in this issue. Vince, like you said, Taylor knows how to do a character beat. Well, all of the different characters had really nice moments. That moment between, Red Tornado and Our Lois was a really well-written, really great moment. And and also one of the few things that like wasn't telegraphed from like solicits and and other things. You know what I mean? Well, we Mm -hmm. knew that already. We knew she was Lois already. But we didn't know that she was going to be in the comic. Sure. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I thought that the conversation that John has with valzad where he says like i wasn't sure if you were gonna hit me and he's like i'm not really the overreacting type like that wasn't that those were nice character beats for those two characters there is a lot of good stuff in here it's just that it feels like every page of this comic was just preventing us from actually starting the story yeah yeah because like we we also had to do the kind of like status quo check-in with john and and Jay, is that his name? I believe so. Yeah, Jay, we, Jay Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura, yeah. We had we had to do that check in as like a follow up to the you know previous John Kent book and um and kind of like the post uh, action ten fifty status quo, which is like totally again totally fine, but like you said brian it's it's just stuff that is preventing us from getting into the meat of the issue hello denizens of earth 1218 we are the hosts of make mine multiversity a twice monthly podcast i'm jana and i'm elias make mine multiversity is your handy guide to all things marvel each month we get into it with long looks at the careers of marvel creators characters themes whatever Sometimes that means we dig into all things X-Men, sometimes we do a book club for Marvel series past and present, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our heavyweight champion. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior.
Excelsior indeed. You know, I, I hate to do this because I, I'm more of a DC fan and I really I don't read Marvel almost at all these days. Um, but they are so much better at doing first issues, I feel like. Like just editorially, I feel like they of course they spoil things in the solicits just like, you know, both companies have for decades now. Right. Yeah, they do that. But I feel like when I pick up a, a Marvel first issue, I've had less of the story already given to me. And I think, you know, your argument could be, well, you're plugged into DC, so you experience more of their news or whatever, which I guess is true. But like, I... I'm I'm pl- I'm 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 reading DC and Marvel stuff from the same news sources. You know what I mean? I'm I'm maybe reading more DC books, but as far as the news goes, I, I feel like I'm getting all of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like when I open up a Marvel book, I'm I'm less certain about what I'm going to see within its pages. So here's my question about that. I think that's actually a really good observation. My question about that is. Is it because Marvel books are starting from more of a blank slate and DC's books are typically spinning out of things? Is that the issue? Where, like, for instance, this book we we mentioned has two antecedents just in the last few months, sort of previewing it. Is it that Marvel would have just decided, we're going to do this John Kent series, we're going to do a number one. It's not going to have spun out of an issue someplace else. It's not going to be a follow-up to anything. It's just a new idea. Is that... Is that what they're doing differently? I don't I don't know, maybe, but but then on the other hand, like the X books are constantly teasing books that are gonna spin out of it, you know? Um I wouldn't know those books fell off. Yeah, they well they did. You're you're right no, about they, that. No, they didn't. They're still <laughs> good. They did they did fall off for a minute, but they're back on. They're back on. They're good again. Oh man. Ooh. Um and then and Marvel does the same thing where they'll do like a timeless special or whatever the hell they call it. And um a point one for lack of a better I, I, word. I, I would also argue just in the limited number of Marvel books that I'm kind of still keeping up with right now, like I do I do kind of agree with Vince, but and I also think that Marvel books are doing weirder things than DC books are doing right now. I think DC books play it much safer that's probably it that's probably the rub right there sorry keep going i just that, no that's wanted, pretty much that, it that, yeah that's pretty that much was a really it. good yeah. point yeah um and it's not always like that doesn't make i'm not saying marvel books are better for that reason i'm just saying like and these things are cyclical you know where like but but i i think at, at least in the case of certain books like Marvel is I feel like DC has constantly we've we've talked about this a lot pretty much since rebirth ish has been in like a rebuilding phase and they just can't seem to get it off the ground like they can't seem to form a like good enough foundation where they don't have to kind of like walk things back restart things rebuild momentum i think it's a momentum thing i think yeah that's interesting i i don't disagree with that it's like it's like how infinite frontier was kind of just two years of spinning wheels Mm -hmm. 
Also, let, let me just throw this out here, and I have no idea um, what my point of even saying this is. But I've been thinking about what DC is generally doing with their books and their marketing versus what what Marvel has done with, like, let's say, Amazing Spider-Man, right? A book that I check into once in a while, I because I'm anal retentive, I'm going to have to go back and read every issue because, <laughs> you know, I already read 900 of them. So, um, but from what I understand and from what I've gleaned from like the news and the way that, 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 that book is promoted, there's something in <laughs> every few issues of that book that seems to piss people off. Right. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, other than the generic uh, comics, gaty, awful like things that piss those types of people off about about any comic that the big two publishes, I feel like DC is actively trying to not piss anybody off with any of their stuff. You know what I mean? That like, yeah. like that's even though kind they definitely what... still do, even though they do, yeah, <laughs> sure, it, yeah, yes, but a lot of it. A lot of it is for reasons that are that are barely superficial or like baked into the disco the divided discourse, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is like there was nothing this book could have done that would have shocked or pissed me off in the way that like. And again, I don't know that this is good. Like Amazing Spider-Man is not good from what I understand, right? Oh, I I I think it has been good at times and I know uh Walt also feels that way. Okay, all right. So I get but I guess what I'm saying is like it it is it fell off for a bit, for sure. And sure. we don't know if it's going to pick we don't know if it's going to get back on the wagon yet. <laughs> well, okay, let me put it this way. When was the last time DC made a choice where you were like, oh, that is gonna that's gonna really piss off uh, when they made John Kent bisexual? <laughs> I'm uh, yeah <laughs> yes. I'll I'll, I'll yes, even put it a step further though. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from the social stuff because okay, that is sure. such that is such bait, you know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. How about this? How about when they when they're gonna make fucking injustice tie in to the DC universe? Like that that's what's interesting about what you're saying, Vince, is I feel like this issue has like three things that if they didn't spoil them, could have gotten people talking good or bad about this book. Yeah. Number yeah. one being that's the injustice true. thing, number yeah. two being the Valzad thing, number three being the electric blue stuff. Like if all that stuff wasn't telegraphed for no reason. And really, like the electric blue stuff, I know that's 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 a minor point here, and no one no one got excited about that costume reveal except for me, it appears. But like <laughs> No, I I am I mean, a big I, electric I, blue guy, yeah. Yeah, it, it just seems to me like if you had taken all of those things and just said, Listen, we're 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 stopping the John Kent series, we're gonna launch a new miniseries, it's gonna bring us into his next big arc. And I think the next big John Kent thing, the reason that he's not having an ongoing is because there's going to be an Injustice versus DC book that he's going to be the lead of. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's that is big enough and interesting enough to piss off some people. Um, and yet 
all of that was just revealed ahead of time. Like, well, I really... also like just really quick, the injustice stuff doesn't even factor into this issue. It's only in the title of exactly, the like yes. arc. Like you, it, you would that removed and the the press hype removed. You you wouldn't even know that yet. That would be a reveal for later issues. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, imagine how good that would be if I were actually surprised when I opened a comic. Oh God! Right. <laughs> God, we'd hate to have that. Well, that's what I mean. So uh, to <sighs> me, I don't know if because, uh, you know, I hear what you're saying about Marvel not playing it so safe. But I also feel like m- people just get mad at small things. And I yeah, don't know like the safe. stuff that Vince is talking about is like, I think the most recent thing is like uh, Peter, Peter, like said something like he he views mary jane like a sister or something yeah that that like really that really pissed off some people yeah like but my point with that is yeah like i don't think that that actually pisses people i i think that is just the comics term people talk about that but the issue is that dc will make a press release that says peter parker announces he sees mary jane as a sister. <laughs> yeah. yeah so all the outrage comes before the book even comes out and then once the book comes out people are like they're all tuckered out from their outrage <laughs> and and so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't get any real coverage and yeah. to me it's just that is the bat i i understand that like in some ways what they're doing is trying to feed the speculation market like if you're going to if you're going to announce that this is leading to injustice for folks who collected injustice now they're going to go buy this book and it somewhat helps the rampant speculation when you don't announce that stuff ahead of time like you know, i have a friend who runs a comic shop here in jersey and he says like whenever there's whenever the latest mcu movie is announced and the villain is announced the next day he can't keep you know, Kang books in print because all the speculators come out and they want to then buy that. And so I guess if you announce it ahead of time, you can have people get ahead of that stuff. And so it's not like comic stores are necessarily going to be sold out of all these things because you've given them time to figure out how to prepare for these newsworthy events. But I'm with you, Vince. To me, if 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 all this stuff came as a surprise, I would get a t- I would get a message in Lads chat that would say opened up john kent number one i'm hooting and hollering (laughs) yeah and then i I would say oh shit i have to go read john kent number one and then and look you know we're talking about our very specific experience right now but i think you you take that and you just extrapolate it to fans everywhere and you know instead of the weekly readership and yeah instead of saying open the box they're saying go to the store pick up or well illegally pirate whatever issue (laughs) i'm 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 sure that there is research and market data that probably i'm sure dc has paid a lot of people to figure this stuff out yeah but it seems to me that this stuff works so much better when it's done organically, or even if it's not like truly organic, it's like weirdly rigged, like with um, the punchline stuff. When this stuff happens, just kind of in nature, you know, like in the wild, um, <laughs> it feels so much more exciting. And I feel like even if they have to like say they don't announce the injustice thing ahead of time and say it's not revealed until like the second or third issue. And then say, yeah, that that issue starts flying off the shelves, and then maybe they have to go back and reprint issues one through three. Like, does it? What is the like net difference in like that kind of hype and like that kind of like 
the you know what Brian was saying where you announce it well ahead of time so the people who are go- definitely going to be interested in that are going to order it ahead of time versus the people who are like genuinely surprised by something and then you know then there's a bottleneck and then that creates like a speculator thing and it's like they have to yeah. reprint it and stores have to order that you know like what generates more interest and what generates more actual comics sold right no that's that's those are good questions and i think the the one thing i would say and i don't know if this is a good answer or not but like uh presumably the a lot of these comics are printed before they're even certain what the hype levels are right, right. so aren't they guessing wrong anyway sometimes you know like what it like what if the what if the injustice and we know it never would because injustice is a a, a cross-platform powerhouse of a of a thing but what if they were just totally wrong and like it landed like a fart they would have already printed a bunch of comics right yeah then they arguably probably would have printed more than if they hadn't announced ahead of time you know what i mean because they're counting on that prior announcement to drive sales right right. whereas like if they did it more organically they could do a low print run like be more conservative and then let the like word of mouth and the hype the excitement like carry that but also like initial like pre-orders are what really determine like how long a book is going to get but this is also art we already know it's only a six issue miniseries so it's not even like right you know what i mean yeah they've already said from the get-go it's gonna last a certain amount of time so and see to me like the perfect example of of this being fumbled is teen titans academy Mm -hmm. If, if you remember correctly when future state teen titans came out and red x was introduced Oh God! People went crazy for that, and they yeah. they they had to reprint. Remember, they reprinted both issues of Future State, like in a special, yeah, like, yeah, I, format. And, and I and I bought that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and I mean, it had that Dustin Wynn cover too. It yeah. was so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if I thought about it, I could tell you now who Red X was, but I really don't remember who Red X was. No, um, I no, I have no idea. I saw I saw an image of him somewhere the other day, and I was like, "Who was that? Did they even ever say?" It? Of course yeah. they did, but <laughs> but but I don't know. But, but here's the point: like, I I think people ex- I think DC obviously expected Red X to have to have some sort of impact, but I don't think they they obviously reprinted that book because there was this big demand for it, and so you feel like, well, if that's the case. Then I don't. It's just like you're saying, Zach. It seems like it's more conservative to just hold off initially on the uh, on the big print run, print a conservative amount of copies. If it gets big, you do a reprint. I don't see the problem in that. It just this this issue frustrated me because if you take any of the elements sort of on their face, I. I shouldn't really be that excited for this book. Like Valzad is cool and all, but that kind of is after Earth 2 fell off. And Injustice is a cool concept, I guess, but I have no real interest in it. And, you know, but Taylor is so good and Henry are so good at making this issue like readable and compelling 
that I, I found myself really enjoying it at the end, but feeling like, wait a minute, didn't I just scroll past as many covers as I did pages in this book? Like it just yeah. felt so incomplete and so insubstantial. And I just get bummed out by that because this is this this is theoretically exactly what, what I I want comics to take things I don't think I'm gonna like and make me like them. And this issue did that and I still don't feel satisfied. The, and the other like thing in terms of like con- being conservative, like you like you said, Brian, is that Injustice is a book that I'm guarantee I I guarantee sold better in trades than it did in single issues. Oh yeah, and and like the people who like Injustice are way more likely to read a trade. So yeah, save the surprise because the people who are going to buy it because it's an Injustice book are probably just going to want to pick it up and trade anyway. <laughs> like months later after it's finished and is a complete thing and has you can throw like this you know huge garish injustice trade dress on it um so yeah i don't i don't know i just i think it's again i'm sure there are people who make these decisions off of some kind of data but yeah it doesn't make sense to me don't worry gun is gonna come and save things for the DCU for uh-huh. the publishing in it. No, I'm kidding. I just had to get my gun pilled uh, message out there. Yeah, every every episode now you have to give your little your little speech. Yeah. Vince, so we're Vince, oh. I'm gum I'm gum gum pilled, you're gun gun pilled, and and Brian is uh Bum Bum pilled. <laughs> bum, yeah, bum, he loves yeah. the bum bum song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he loves the Tom Green uh, nineteen ninety nine uh, classic. My bum is on bum, the Swedish. Bum, bum. Swedish, yes. Swedish. Um, so we reviewed DC Comics today and not <laughs> The Adventures of Superman, John Ken. Yeah. No, no, we reviewed both. Um, and I think we would say, you know, this is this is technically a, a crumpulent comic. Um, that the experience of which is marred by paying too much attention to this stuff. Um that, that's that's where I would land anyway. Hypothetical question for you boys. Yeah. If you were to have picked up this book, never reading Lazarus Planet or Action 1050, would you have missed anything? No. No, not at all. Maybe the only thing is like the new status quo. Like the that, that John's secret identity is is secret again so here's my question because because that that was in 1050 because that was in 1050 yeah here's my question about that though well they even put a little exposition in there about that don't they so well they do they do yeah they do yeah 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 yeah. yeah. that that was my question like isn't everything you need to know covered in there yeah probably yeah 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 it just seems like a waste yeah. That said, I do think that all of the other pieces are really interesting here. I think seeing Lois Red Tornado again is very cool. That is very cool. And I, I honestly like I wanted to gush about that more because I'm a huge mark for that Earth 2 run. I don't think that there's any world like in the multiverse where uh, we could consider Earth 2 World's End or Earth 2 Society classic runs um, as that uh, (laughs) editor's box would lead us to believe. (laughs) Um, But uh, Earth 2 is very special. And and having this 
these characters come back in such a meaningful way and like having like referencing this that the fact that like mr terrific was there you know like tying it to that ostensibly new 52 continuity is very cool i think so yeah and yeah. also it, it you know we've we've talked in the past about how it's very rare that something directly references a new 52 event or status quo nowadays because so much of that is just sort of faded away and i, I think that comics are better when you make all that messy stuff connect mm -hmm. and so i'm glad they're referencing earth 2 and all of that um yeah again not to like circle back around to marvel again because it's like i know it's a dc podcast or whatever but one of the best parts about marvel not like doing big universe shattering or like big reboot things is that they can reference back to like old stories that even that were bad you know what i mean and like <laughs> and like in interesting ways and because they have to because they have to part yeah of the, yeah yep. yeah and that that's fun and like earth 2 is good but like world's end was bad and society was probably somewhere in the middle but like the new 52 in general is kind of an area that like dc sort of wants to forget and but they're still coming back to it here which is very cool and kind of not really typical for them so i like it i wonder how much of that is just the tailor of it all i right? think it Where... is the, yeah it's absolutely the tailorness of it because he worked on that book and these characters are probably special to him and, and that's very cool i also love when uh like creators come back to things that they had worked on previously yeah that's always a good bit um one thing i wanted to get out before i forget and before we end the show um that's tangentially related but it 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 just our discussion here made me think about it so i opened up the box for for next week and it's got a book called superman lost in it and i already we already did this in lads chat but <laughs> i saw that title and i was like what the fuck is that <laughs> having forgotten the, the the christopher priest superman mini that was going to be coming um i know it's a different type of book i think you know superman lost occurs to me as a kind of project where you want to give a legacy creator that you still want to create inroads with a, a place to let them do their thing but you're not going to necessarily market it as something that's going to affect anything like like they marketed adventures of superman john kent they want that book to really blow up and succeed and be like a newsmaker right at least as far as as their on their uh output is concerned right yeah um it's not that they don't want superman lost to do well but they don't see it the same way right they see that book as something that is going to get probably some critical praise because priest is generally a good writer great writer and it's going to be something that maybe again catches on when it's all collected at the end and it's this standalone thing right i can't tell you how excited i am to open up the first issue of that and i have no idea what it's about or what i'm getting it's the exact opposite of the adventures of superman john kent that we just talked about because i don't know anything about this book right like 
aside from the title and like I could give you a one line synopsis of it. I don't know what I'm going to see. And that's so exciting to me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, (laughs) that's the way that I think most people encounter a lot of, I don't know anymore. I I, I feel like when I was a kid and and I'm, I'm older than both of you, but I remember going to a video store and you would just kind of walk around somewhat aimlessly to like until something caught your eye. And the only information you had to go on a movie sometimes was just what the box looked like. And you could maybe read the description inside. And I'm not saying I, I am not someone who's like hopelessly pining for the return of Blockbuster Video. I'm not saying that at all. But I think that there is something lost when so much of the very rarely I'm trying to think of the proper word of phrases. Very rarely does someone say, like, hey, Brian, you should watch this movie. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Just watch it. I feel like that used to be an easier thing to do. Mm -hmm. But now, because, because and not just in comics, because everything is just so much more um, out there, and there's so much more information out there, and everything is, is, the whole culture is built around teases and spoils and all of that. I don't know what the uh, like. I, I I don't know if people get that. I think it's harder to get the experience you're talking about, Vince. I think it's harder to get that, and so I think that people fight against people. Shit, how am I trying to say this? Because people don't get that experience anymore. Because there isn't the blind trying of things anymore. Mm-hmm. We've gone. We we have purposely gone so far in the other direction. Hey, people aren't going to find this on their own, so we have to give them all the reasons ahead of time that they should find this. Yeah, and that's why you find out there's injustice, there's Electric Blue Superman, <laughs> there's Earth Two, because no one's going to stumble on this book organically anymore. Yes, yeah. that's right. It and took you me a how... long time to get there, but I fucking got there. All right, but you know how I know that you're exactly right. How? Because we're first of all, we're all terminally way too much online and and that's where that phenomenon that that's where that's where comics discourse lives now right Mm -hmm. and we are all terminally online and the reason why exact what you said is exactly right i'm not going to use the comics as an example but the movies you cannot be and i'm not good lord knows i'm not a part of any of these comic book movie fandoms, but I do watch but them. You, like, but you are about to be in the James. You're going to be in the I, DC. I'm going to be guy. in the gun one. I'm gun pilled. Yeah. 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 Um, but but I watch them like ant farms, right? Like I I do, I do like observe them with a scientific curiosity, and you cannot be a part of a comic book movie fandom without knowing absolutely everything you're going to see in the movie before you sit down to watch yes. it. This There's is no proven this is proven by Bill Murray's half a second appearance in the Quantumania <laughs> trailer. There's no reason for that. <laughs> if I didn't know Bill Murray was in that movie and I went to go see it, I'd say, oh shit, that's Bill Murray. And I'd be happy for 10 seconds. But yeah. now it's been spoiled for me. I don't care. They couldn't have the good car ideas guy from from I think you should leave in the movie <laughs> without having him in the trailer. That's true. You know, but but it's not even about it's not even about what we see in the trailer. I mean, that certainly it certainly is and it factors in. 
but it is about what we do to ourselves online. You know, these people seek that stuff out, even if it's not in the trailer. They're, everybody knew everything that was going to be in the Flash trailer before that Flash trailer came out on Super Bowl Sunday. True. If they're tied into, uh, like following the DCU movies at all, you know, they, they cannot allow themselves to be surprised. God forbid you sit down in the theater and see something you didn't expect, you know, um, that's just, which is, which is why it's so jarring. Like when I sometimes do go see those movies with people who are not as terminally online and are genu- <laughs> genuinely surprised by things that happen in those movies. I don't, I don't, I'm just like, how, how, yeah, how did this happen? <laughs> and, and and somehow that doesn't result in me taking a long look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> no, no, it's very much the no, like. No, it is no, the children that are wrong. The children that are yeah. wrong. <laughs> oh fuck! Well, this was our last show, folks. It <laughs> <That> was fun. <laughs> we just uh, diagnosed ourselves too effectively. Yeah, <laughs> we have to get out. Yeah, we I are. Didn't... I didn't know that was going to be the new format of the show, but I kind of like it. <laughs> I think I think we should use the comics that we read each week to interrogate ourselves about why we're irredeemable. You know, that's what we talked about in the Morrison uh, Animal Man uh, bit, you know, Patreon.com, DC3Cast, check it out. Uh, <laughs> the like the like stages of comic interaction, you know, you had more uh, yeah. the superhero comics and then Morrison did it by like inserting himself themselves into the comics and conversing that way. Now this is the this is the the next level. This is how you do it. You're... Oh my god, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. The the oh yes, it holds up a mirror to the audience, but not even not even like a broad audience. Just the three of us. <laughs> the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, what the fuck. Well, Vince, what's coming out next week? Um, let's see. Well, Superman Lost, number one for, for <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, Batgirl 16, Batman Incorporated 6, Batman uh, The Adventures Continue Season 3. Oh, that's still going. Uh, number three, Danger Street 4, Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods, number one. Uh, Superman Lost, number one. Uh, Wildcats, five. Batman Scooby-Doo Mystery 6, if you're into that. I usually don't say that, but... But some people are into that. I, I can't believe that uh, Supergirl, not Supergirl, Batgirls is all the way up to issue 16. Yeah. So uh, I feel like Zach always wins this game, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I had to look up for something I was writing today. How many issues the rebirth run of Cyborg had? Because I was writing up in the soliciting column, the new Cyborg series. And in my head, I said, hmm. I'm going to guess the new 52 cyborg series ran for eight issues. How many issues did the rebirth one run for? And the, the new 52 one ran for 12 issues actually. But how many do you think the rebirth one that started in 2016 lasted for? I'm going to guess 12. I I was going to say 20. 24. Oh, wow. I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in that book. Yeah, I don't know. I hope the new one is good. 
<laughs> my point was that I feel like the the first two cyborg solo series have been very siloed and haven't been part of like the the overall DC story a lot of times. And that character has such connections to the DC universe that it seems like it's foolish to not have him interacting with other characters enough. But mm. yeah, I Cyborg deserves a good series. I, I I can't think of a character that was more elevated. Like J- Jeff Johns one day was just like, Cyborg is the new Martian Manhunter in the Justice League. Everybody deal with it. <laughs> it happened in movies and comics, all that. Yet there still hasn't been a, a good Cyborg comic to come out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll change. Eh, well, let's hope so. Um, uh, what are you going to say? Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that uh, that I, I know we, we fell off of Batgirls damn early, but if you want to get Googe, there's some Googe. Yeah, we're getting Googe on, and we're getting Googe on in issue 16 here. Mm. Art, art by Neil Googe. I like Neil Googe. It's it's pretty good too, but you know this book has always looked good. We just didn't. That's true. Story just didn't do it for us. I uh, I had bought. I might read this one for the Googe. I bought the first trade for my daughter for Christmas because she loves Batgirl as a character. Oh, and I was like, this has three Batgirls in it. You're gonna like it. And she read like two pages. Like, this is boring and hasn't picked it up <laughs> since. So well. <laughs> Maybe we should get her on the show sometime. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah I mean, she's not wrong. She, she'd be in good company. <laughs> what, what does she? What does she think about? What does she think about Tom King's writing? Oh, uh, she pretentious. would pretentious. It would make her cry. It would just make her cry. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, until next time, if you have to find he, us, he thinks he's most... David Mamet is what she would say. <laughs> First of all, she's she's almost eleven, so I don't know why she's talking <laughs> like a baby. Um, <laughs> Uh, but also she she knows my father's coffee's... neglectful parenting has stunted my growth. <laughs> Fuck off! I was gonna say she, she knows coffees for closers. She knows that. <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, if you guys get in touch with us, two thirds of us on Twitter. I'm a Brian is an app, and I'm at the Wolk of the. If you need to find Vince, he and his other friend are wasting a third friend's time by playing Pokemon in front of them for no reason. <laughs> hey, some people pay for that. They do. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next time. Just one more thing. Splooge. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>